Good evening and welcome to the house of the Lord. What a joy to be here tonight and to know how much God loves us and how much he paid for us and wow, that worship and what a sweet presence of the Lord. We have so much to be thankful for. We just don't take the time to notice and really sincerely know how much God loves us and the things that he does for us that we don't even realize and what a price he paid for us. I'm amazed that I would be here and it's been a while and so um, I'm just, it's an honor because I love the Lord and the word of God and It's just such a privilege. Um, I'm calling this Looking at Jesus. Uh, Looking at Jesus is something that is a real focus for us and how we've invited him in and that he wants to take up residence with us and tabernacle with us. And he really... um, cares about wanting to be with us. That's pretty neat when you think about it, that who are we, but who is he? He's almighty, and he's greater than any anyone, and he can do great and mighty things. And he said in his word, I have not seen, ear hath not heard, or entered into the Heart of man, what God has prepared for those that love him. And uh, we can probably be prepared for all those things that are going to show up or that, that he could do in our life that we might not expect or might not recognize right away. Uh, some of the scriptures that I wanted to start with are um, Colossians 3.1, if you can turn in the word. Set your mind and affection on things above. And there's several scriptures that are very much referring to this. The next one would be Hebrews 12, 2. Looking at Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And another word would be fixing our eyes on Jesus. Because he is the author. He's the beginning. He started all this in us, and it said he'll finish every good work that he started. He's going to finish it. Isn't that good news? (laughs) And another one is Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And when you look at it, it's seek that you're seeking something, you're looking for something like a treasure or something that you isn't real apparent. And that uh, so we're seeking. And the other scripture is looking. When we're looking at Jesus, then to focus and set our mind on him. And that takes a lot of work. Because, as it says in Hebrews, enter into the rest. Well, there's a labor to enter into rest. 
And I, it came to me from what uh, Pastor John was saying uh, maybe in the last week or two at the service was about devotion to Christ and devotion to him. And that word really just kind of uh, really went off in me because when you're devoted to someone, you know, what does that mean? If you think about it, um, we had, I was hopefully going to have a picture, but it didn't work out for this screen. But I just wanted to tell you about my grandson. It was a picture of my grandson, Jonathan, and he was looking at his papa, and I don't know if they were, I think it was at the Christmas program, and they were sitting here, and he's devoted, looking at his papa, and it captured something, and that's been in my mind for so long now, and you know how you see babies looking at their parents, and they're devoted, I mean, that's their whole world, and to see the devotion on my grandson, looking at his papa, it just captured that so well, and that he just thinks so much of his papa, and he really regards him, you know, in a good good way. And, um, and he could have almost been his clone <laughs> ever since he was born, because he just wants to follow him around, or he comes when he's around and follows him, and he wants to do everything he does, or to be big, and... Um, so I wish I would have had that to show you. But if you can just imagine in your mind a picture of a little child or someone or a baby or pictures you've seen of your children when they were little. And, you know, when you look into their eyes or they're looking at you, that's real devotion. And, you know, how much more... Should we be devoted to our maker, our creator, and to really um, want to please him or be more like him so we can represent him? Because without us in the world, people can't see his goodness. They don't know about mercy. A lot of people in their lives, there's no way that they'll ever know that God loves them or that God is good and that he wants to show his people that he is good because there's so much to the contrary. And um, there's a song that we sing to the new members and about... uh, It just blew away through my mind about needing them because we can't survive without them and how much we welcome them and embrace them because they want to join with us as a believer. And it's so important that one, that he can't survive without us either. And we're not used to thinking that way because we need him so much in our lives or look up to him for our help and our strength and everything he does that, you know, we take for granted even. And, but he needs us because in the world today, there's, there's no way for him to be known and to uh, make some of his deeds known without us being willing to probably risk 
or to be able to put ourselves aside to decide that we really do want to help God out or, you know, befriend someone or smile. It can be as easy as smiling at people in the supermarket or anywhere you are. You know, we can radiate God's love just by smiling and letting our light shine. And it doesn't even take words a lot of times, but um, they, they know there's something different. Or they'll see that, you know, there's something that they don't probably know about or that is different, but they, they um, would do that and, and notice us. And part of focusing on God and being devoted to him or helping us to do that is to be still and know that he is God. And that is so hard and it takes a lot of work and it's not easy uh, in the, as, as we live our lives out to really be still, but um, he wants us to do that. And try to find those ways to be quiet, to be uh, able to be still and not give in to all the noise in the world because there's so much noise in the world. And it's so loud sometimes you can't hear anything else if you want to. <laughs> so it's, it's just to, to work at being still. And in Psalm 46.10... It says that verse, be still and know that I am God. And one way we can be still and know that he's God is by reading his word. And I feel like a broken record, but I know every time I think I've been up here for a while, I always talk about prayer. Because without prayer, it's, we have a perfect communication with God through prayer. And again, that's, that's hard. It takes focus and it takes determination. But really um, being willing to just give up some of our things or what we always want to do or how we might want to do it, to set aside that time is really important. When you start your day, I know I feel so much better. I, I don't think I could do it without praying. And it's, it just becomes a habit after a while. And if you work at it, you can do that. Um, because otherwise, it's hard to pay attention to someone if you're not really still. And how can you really focus on someone or share a devotion to a loved one? Or if you think about your family or any loved ones, how can you really... Um, feel or enter into that devotion of that inward gaze of looking at them with love or and through you know everything unless you're still and you focus and pay attention because that means you have to pay attention and notice some things that might be quiet and still or that you know God has has in the world that we don't always notice um, so that there uh, there was a book that we read and I can't remember now I don't have it in my notes but it was Tozer's book about the pursuit of God, the pursuit of God. 
And that really focused a lot on the inward gaze of looking and a steady inward gaze at God or looking into the things of God or wanting, as I said, to seek him or to look for him, to find him and to pay attention and then to set yourself and enter into whatever communion and relationship you can have with him. It's so wonderful. It's so vital. It's so life-giving. And uh, that he would love us enough that it's, it's worth all the effort. It's worth anything because it'll make you feel better everywhere more than anywhere. As Pastor Sam had said many years ago, It's worth it. It really is. And, um, you know, anyone can do it. And that's the great thing about the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's open to everyone. And it really is simple. And that anyone can, can enter into it. Anyone can do it. And it's free. It doesn't cost anything. And the, the rewards of it and the joy of it are worth everything. And sometimes we take that for granted. We really, really do. And God was speaking to me lately about just feeling very humble at um, that you, oh, let's see if I, that um, I think it was when we were in a conference in uh, Pennsylvania over the summer, and I all of a sudden had an awareness, like in my spiritual eyes, I could see something and feel something that I hadn't felt before about, I really shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be doing this. You know, I could see and recognize that this all comes from God, and that I didn't just attain everything, or I didn't just do this on my own, or I didn't work it up. And it was very humbling, and it was something I needed to see. And I think that we just take so much for granted. And um, another thing was he was just showing me uh, the other day about, you know, sometimes we think we, you know, have forever, and we can make our plans and do whatever we want. But um, just being very kind of serious, I guess, that um, it's really if it's his will. And that hit me, too. Like, you know, we take that for granted, too. You know, we just assume that we're going to do certain things today or we're going to plan a trip. We're going to do all these things. But it's suddenly just sunk in, like, at a level. Oh, you know, whatever I do is by his will. And we are most poor about really recognizing the great price he's paid for us, what he did for us, and then that we're just not here by accident, or we know that, but um, that we really, really uh, makes you think you have a purpose in this life. And that it really does matter, and it matters to him. Because if he wants us to fulfill the purpose that he has for our life and to try to find that out 
And that's the greatest thing we can do is to find out what that is and, you know, hear from him and communicate with him and just talk with him. It's very easy, really. Uh, Prayer is just talking with God and just like a conversation on the phone, calling up somebody. And the great thing, he's always there and he'll always be your best friend and he'll always be there for you. And so it behooves us to want to enter into that devotion or or really seek him out to know how we can uh, be more, more for him. And I think that that enters into... And if you can turn to Isaiah 55, it's really a free offer of mercy. And we really just don't have a right to think that we don't, can't offer that to somebody else. Like really, who are we to sit in our church? Gonna get, And, and just think that, well, we've got it. We've got what we need. We're going to heaven and, and then make it our community effort to be with one another. Well, that's all great. But, because he wants us to enjoy that. But, you know, the benefits of fellowship really come when you're working with someone in the church on a project or you're endeavoring to advance God's kingdom. And there is no greater reward than that. But if people don't get out of their seats and try to take one step by faith to do something, you'll just never know. Because, you know, there's an enemy too, and he doesn't want you to enjoy a better life uh, with him. He doesn't want you to just really enjoy your life and to the fullest so it's just um, so I want to read this because it's a little lengthy but it's just so good because it, it speaks to me and I've had this in my heart for now months about how it's an offer of mercy and it's free and there's no cost ho oh, everyone Who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and delight yourself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen that you may live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you according to the faithful mercies shown to David. Behold, I have made him a witness to the people, a leader and commander for the people. Behold, you will call a nation you do not know, and a nation which knows you not will run to you. And then I'll skip down to... Um, and it's about his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And that as the heavens are higher than the earth, 
so are my ways higher than your ways. For your thoughts are not my thoughts, and neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. So we can settle that once and for all. We know that, that he can think so much better than we can, and he thinks so much more of us than we do ourselves. And he wants to be our confidence. He wants to be all that um, he is to everyone if we'll just let him and give him that room and be devoted to find out how he thinks about us. Because as Pastor John was saying, Jesus loves me. That's still the best message, the best um, word is how much Jesus loves us. And so as the rain and the snow come down from the heaven and do not return without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty or void without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. His word is, is our uh, will and testament of who we are and what we've inherited. We have such a great inheritance, and it's all in the book. And his promises are yes and amen to so many things. So let's find out what some of the promises are and, and take advantage of that, too, so that we can partake of his goodness. And then we can share and tell other people about his goodness, too. And the word is so important because without it, we don't have the certainty. It, it's our anchor. It's the certainty of his who he is, and what he's come to do, and his free offer of mercy. And you know, if your faith, if you're having a hard time with your faith, when your faith runs out, there's always mercy. Thank heavens. Because how many times do you come to a place and you just, you know, your faith is not there, operational. And you're in a dire place of a tight place where you really need to know what to do or you need help from heaven. Well, that's, that's the thing we need to uh, find out is what he, he will do for us and what he can do and how great is his love for us so that we can just cry out for mercy. In Psalm 107... You don't have to turn there, but it has, if you want to read there, about how merciful he is. And when we feel like we're in trouble or in a tight spot, if you go through, I think it says six or seven times that he came just in the nick of time. He comes to rescue you just in the nick of time. And that his mercy is enduring forever. He's always there to stabilize you or to help you out of that situation, or when you feel like you're out of control or your mind isn't functioning and you're thinking, where's my mind going? <laughs> and you're an overloaded computer in your mind. You know, he restores, he, he helps and 
takes a hold and he comes to give us what we need so we can be uh, whole and he can help us in those, those places. Um, so I just think that that's something to really think about, about being devoted. And uh, the other thing about prayer is that we have to come to him. That's an important step in prayer is coming to him. And that's not always easy, but Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden. And in one of the translations it says, who've worked themselves to exhaustion. Because how many times do we think we can do it? And we have it, you know, we've got the tiger by the tail, or we know what to do, or we've reasoned in our mind, and we think we've got it all figured out. But, you know, it's getting harder and harder even in the world, I think, to do that. So, because there are no answers. In so many ways, there are no answers. And um, so, it's just very important that we come to him so we can get answers because we all need solutions. And I just believe that if there's a problem, then God has a solution. And that we should always be encouraged that wherever we are, that there's going to be a solution if we just stay with him. And sometimes it takes a persistent effort and a lot of patience, but just not to give up as we're learning in prayer on Tuesday nights is to persist and not give up and just... You know, he doesn't get tired of us coming to him. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't get, say, oh, haven't you figured that out yet? It says, if you lack wisdom in James, come to me and ask me, and I will give you the wisdom you need. And we're just missing him big time because, uh, but there's, Plenty of reasons, because distractions are the main thing we deal with in life, are the distractions. And Satan constantly uses distractions so that our communication system gets broken or we're not able to hear or something else comes up, you know, like fires. He can put fires and then we think we have to put them all out and and end up uh, going around and getting more weary. And sometimes we just need to be quiet and settle down, even turn off tapes. I mean, I'm not saying that to be a, a program to do that, but uh, if there's so much noise all the time, because I know in the car I always put on tapes or uh, worship music or something like that, and But there's a time when, when you just need to be quiet or somewhere in your house so you can be quiet and uh, give him a chance to talk to you or give him a chance so you can just sort of be still long enough so you can get control of yourself and rule out all the other things that are coming at you. Because it, there's so much in this life, you know, 
so much to deal with. But we have the victory, and we can have success because he's a God of victory and success. He loves to help us out so we can have the victory and have success because that gives him honor and glory. And he's well able to handle everything. So this is our... There's um, Psalm 46. You might turn to that. It's a very powerful psalm, too, because it speaks of going to him when you're in trouble or when you're troubled. And trouble could be anything. But... um, God is our refuge and strength, Psalm 46, a very present help in trouble. And one translation says, abundantly available for help in tight places. That that says a lot, doesn't it? (laughs) You think about it. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, Though the mountains shake and quake at its swelling pride, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy dwelling places of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She will not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. It's nice to know when you wake up in the morning that the help is there, isn't it? And you just go to that place wherever it is. Find a favorite chair or make a prayer place or anything where you feel comfortable and alone and where you can get quiet and, um, and make it a habit so that you'll get used to it and it'll get easier and easier. So when morning dawns, he's there to help us. You know, they always say during the night, if you're having a rough night, joy comes in the morning. It's always great when you see see the light, and it's a new day, and you can start all over again, right? So the nations made an uproar, the kingdoms tottered. He raised his voice, and the earth melted. Shows the power of God. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Come behold the works of the Lord, who has wrought desolations in the earth. He makes wars to cease. To the end of the earth, he breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariots with fire. And this is the part that I mentioned before is verse 10. Cease striving or let go, relax. Hope I don't put everybody to sleep. (laughs) Don't relax till you get home. Cease striving and know that I am God, which is another thing. Be still. Be still. Come to me. Be still. Lay your burdens down. Cease striving and know that I'm God. I will be exalted among the nations, and I will be exalted in the earth. 
The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. I'm so glad to know that we have a stronghold, that he's an anchor in the storm, that he's he's comes on the troubled waters. He's 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 a fortress. He's like, you know, if you can picture a fort, and I think there's one in Fall River when you get off of the expressway or one way or the other, there's a fort. And I remember looking at that thinking, wow, that's a fortress. And, you know, uh, he's a mighty God. He's a fortress in times of trouble. So just turn to him. And, um, And when we cease our striving, we'll find out he can help us or take over and give us some good ideas. It'll be better than ours because his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And his ways are higher, too, because he has ways of doing things. And I think it's so wonderful because just personally to know the things that I, I know I wouldn't have thought of, but if he shows you to do something, it's going to work out <laughs> if you just trust him and then uh, let him show you how to, to do that. And um, this is a little change of subject, but but it's not really, uh, considering the breadth and depth of all the things that have been talked about in the church of late and and about God's presence and everything, is another scripture in 1 John 5.21, if you can turn there. For the hour that we're living in, this is, I didn't, I know I didn't think of this. That's why I'm saying that, I guess, because God was showing me that. And then I saw, wow, this is really, or I felt that it was him speaking through that. Scripture, little children, guard yourselves from idols. And it's... Sodom and Gomorrah, when they fell, I read this somewhere. I'm sorry, I don't remember where I read it, or maybe my husband told me. I don't remember, but in a discussion we were having. But Sodom and Gomorrah fell because of their great sin. But it wasn't really because of their sin. It was because I always thought that. And then to find out that, no, it was because there were no righteous men. So he had to take and destroy the city. And so that shows you that it's rather important that we live a righteous life and one with integrity and that we don't give in to all the things that are available in the world and living in other ways that wouldn't be really pleasing to God and to know that... um, there's a purpose for what we're doing, a big high purpose, a high calling, and that you all have a special place in God's heart. He has a purpose for your life, something for you to do, and something that he knows will really make you feel fulfilled or content or give you a, a, a good feeling that, that you may not be able to get otherwise. So just to try to find out his will in your life and to take the steps one step at a time 
to really um, to choose righteousness, to choose to read the word, to choose to pray. These are all choices that we can make and we really need to make because he really needs us. He needs us to do our part and to show the world and, and to be open to showing mercy in the world so that they can know God is good and that he does love them. All the time. Thank you. He does. That's pretty awesome. You can get tired of your children. You can get... (laughs) Want to spank them extra hard? (laughs) No. Or... (laughs) There's a lot of things that we want to give up on. (laughs) Or lose our patience. But I can't believe his patience. And I think of what we were like before and how God has worked in our lives. That's a miracle. It really is. You know, these are miracles. When you realize, oh, I used to feel that way or I used to do that or I didn't like that or I wasn't tolerant. And isn't it wonderful to realize, wow, he really did that. And you can look back and say, wow, I'm not the same person I used to be. Praise God. We're somebody and we don't even realize it. We really are. If we just realize who we are in him and the power that we have and the authority. Hmm. It's it's amazing. But praise the Lord. That we're here and we do have the opportunity and we can make good choices and choose him. When there are decisions to make, just choose him and the kingdom of God and um, do your part. Well, I think that's probably time to close. Thank you all very much. It was nice to be with you. Nobody ever complains about ending early, so don't. (laughs) Just don't get too used to it. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. She has a, a way of looking at things that is just very right to the point. It comes right out of her heart. And um, um, there were some things I needed to hear. And uh, some of those you're going to hear again <laughs> at some point. Yep. Um, every time you come to church, come with a purpose that you want to hear what God has to say to you. Some of the most powerful things God's ever spoken to my life was I went somewhere and the person I expected to hear wasn't there and somebody else spoke. And, and I believe every time we come here, God wants to say something to us. And he'll use different people, different methods. Um, and that's what we come for. We come to hear what God has to say. 
And I say yes. that because I know she has to deal with this. But it's, it can be, it's, different, it's different when you're listening to your spouse. <laughs> because you've got to separate your spouse from God speaking to you. And, you know, every time she's here, she's not just listening to her pastor. She's listening to her husband. And those you wives know sometimes it's hard to hear the same guy here that you heard at home. Um, but uh, she does a very good job of that. So it's a good exercise for me to have to learn that. So I appreciate her taking this time because she puts a lot into this. And um, so praise the Lord.